And welcome to Light the Sky, where we are going track by track, album by album, through some of the greatest discographies that have ever been recorded. And tonight, we are closing out the Jimi Hendrix experience. Without a doubt, one of the greatest and shortest discographies ever recorded. And there is a behemoth ahead of us, 16 tracks uh, over one hour of music, the last studio recordings, uh, at least in a full album format that were ever delivered uh, from the Hendrix experience, including a few um, pieces that were really put on there, I think, just to uh, you know, give us the last of the artist. I think that there are uh, you know, some extended jams that I think were very enjoyable. And we're going to get to that. I've got Kevin, uh, Chris, and myself on tonight, streaming live on Twitch, uh, video and streaming on, uh, of course, every uh, podcast platform we can get our hands on. This is the Light the Sky podcast, and we've got 16 tracks to get through, some debate, some fun stuff going on. Uh, well, Alex, our contender, is still on tour. Uh, check them out. The band Lurk. But tonight, Electric Ladyland, 1968, just one year and a few months and change removed from Axis Bold to Love, an album that we all appreciated, but not quite as much as are you experienced. So how will the third album from Jimmy round out the experience in total. Will it pick up the pace? Will it give us the last of the artists or it, will it be, well, you know, we always struggle with these long albums. So let's get to it. 16 tracks tonight. Chris, your opening thoughts on Electric Ladyland. Um, yeah, this, uh, it's funny. I mean, up until this point, I mean, there are a lot of incredible songs on here, but it was, at certain points, or kind of a slog, because again, it's 16 songs, almost, what, an hour, 10 hour and 15 minutes. Um, but I will say, uh, with uh, kind of a mature head on my shoulders, I do appreciate this album a hell of a lot more now. Um, and one of these, even after I was done with my initial kind of deep dive, I still find myself coming back to it, which uh, it was a nice surprise. Um, uh, I think it kind of exists in between the last two records. Um, I think it's uh kind of for being such a long album i think it is a step up from access i think even with as long as it is it is i think the deeper cuts kind of stick in a little bit more uh which is uh, which is nice uh though i will uh i'm not going to say i mean that there isn't a lot of noodling on here i know that was uh uh at least for the people that were involved in it uh did have take issue with that specific point uh, but, f uh, for the most part, yeah, the music holds up where you don't really notice it as much. Um, yeah, which is kind of shocking because especially nowadays, as far as heavy music, when you have a noodly album, you notice it, mm -hmm. <laughs> it gets on your nerves pretty quickly. We're here. It doesn't necessarily, it seems like there's a little bit of context here. Um, uh, but again, this is early in that, in the heavy genre. So there, you didn't, uh, so that over noodling didn't really take hold for probably another decade or so. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so here we're still like, we're still in okay territory. Um, yeah. So as far as, um, uh, rating, I am going to go a little bit higher than access. I think I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Okay. Um, me next. Tonight, I would like to just share something quick about this album. I enjoyed the extra time that we had with this. I went about a week and a half or two weeks or whatever between shows uh, because I think that this album, despite the length, has the best range, the best production, 
the most interesting career overture and the most variety. So the complaints I have about the length melt away for the sheer brilliance and everything finally kind of coming together for the group in terms of production, balance, instrumentation, and just overall package. Uh, I will have to give this one a 9 out of 10. Kevin. Nice. (laughs) Oh, boy. Are we finally going to have some uh, different opinions about Hendrix? Yeah, we are. Uh, I was going to say, to borrow a line from Harry Potter series i confess myself disappointed Mm. um i really tried with this album i i promise you i did i listened to it more than we usually do especially given the time and i'm just just there there's not much here that spoke to me i'm gonna tell you right now are you experience is the album for me yeah and after like axis wasn't bad don't get me wrong step down but this Man, I just feel like somebody had to say no. Just, I, I think he was listed as a producer on this. I, I'm not sure what was going on. A lot, but there's just like, yeah, there's. I, I can see. I can see. Your uh, point, if, yeah. if, if there's another panning guitar, I swear to God, I'm gonna barf because like every solo is panning side to side. I just, w- what happened to the focus? That's what I want to know. Like the and and. and just, I'm going to save this. No, I'm just going to say this comment now because I'm not going to talk about the songs. 15 minute jams. Not well, my but, thing. So when you, when you take 30 minutes, I, it, it's just not my thing. I like it, it. It's interesting for a couple minutes. He's a great guitar player. Not going to take that away from him. Great right. band, but man did like, was that skip button? Just yeah. I, available I won't add. Uh, Cause I mean, from the recording perspective, I mean, a lot of people kind of, I think agreed with you, Kevin, yeah, that, uh, I mean, this is the album that where, uh, his relationship with Chaz Chandler collapsed, yeah, because of their, the flag of focus did disappear, um, and, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, you kind of, I don't think he ever got back to where he started, yeah, with that, I think he got, he got too much control, uh, I know I defended the, my opening statement, I know I defended it, there's a lot I like in here, but I can see that the, I can understand the, the detractors because it is a little bit more, it kind of wanders a little bit too much. Um, yeah. And, and I just feel too yeah. like if, if you'd taken the best moments and compressed this down into like 45 minutes, something like that, I'm like, I can really yeah. see it, you know, but I just felt like I was going through use your illusion one oh, again. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. But... <laughs> <of> shine... <laughs> well, there's moments of shining brilliance and you're like, Oh man, there's a reason why this group is so great. And then there's also moments right. where like, man, somebody needs to stop. No, Axel. I mean, you know, this... and I'm not saying yeah. Jimmy needs to be stopped. This is just how no, I'm just feeling not, about in, in it. Guns and roses. And... It's, it's in those length, uh, lengthy albums or the wall or some of the other behemoths we've covered. It's been a problem of uh, lack of creativity or stuff like breakdown where you have a good song and then you have three minutes of trash added to the rest of it just because they could. And, and Hendrix, it's just enjoyable to listen to a group that is dialed in, a guitarist that is dialed in. It's, it's fun to listen to, to sit back and just enjoy what was the last thing put to tape? What, um, you know, by the artist. What What happened to the What happened to the group? Yeah, now? I I, I want to know what happened to the group because I hear <laughs> Jimmy, and you know those two last two albums we were talking about, Mitch, 
I didn't uh, notice Mitch. I've got a couple. He, he was there. Uh, there, 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 there. Only noticed. Um, was it Noel? Yeah. Was Reading. Yeah, I noticed him when he sang. I noticed and him that when he's writing thing. songs because they aren't good. <laughs> uh, so it's just like it's one of those like uh, maybe the problem is too much creativity. Well, yeah, there's there, a lot of there, there was a lot of like moving parts uh, as far as the studio setting. There were, I mean, Jimmy. And again, a lot of people uh, like uh, Getty Kramer and Chaz were complaining that Jimmy was bringing in a lot of people off the street, uh, a lot of you know, like just like his entourage, just like strangers who he kind of hooked up with down at the club, <laughs> like a rapper, and a lot, and a lot, and, and, and allowed the, allowed them to uh, yeah to jam with him. Uh, and I also came across a uh, I think that was in that uh, classic albums uh, series. They actually did uh, one on this album uh, uh, where uh, he would just like perform for people and then when they would yeah like the, like for his friends where they were it's like you're paying for studio time and they, you would know jimmy's just playing for a bunch of people in his group or in his like inner circle like oh and then they noticed every time people would start complimenting him and feeding him and getting him on he would just get more into that lack of focus um, um and i'm surprised here that there's enough here i mean with all of everything that i read on this album that they got as much done as they did but uh, there's a lot of, yeah, this was not, this was the exact opposite of the first two records. Um, what happened to the rock? That's what I, uh, it shows up. He was never really a the, rocker. The, the, it shows up. It shows up here. Oh yeah. What, what's the rocking a, piece oh, come on. Uh, besides fire not here? Foxy what? lady, foxy lady, whatever happened to foxy lady fire. Yeah, there's, I, mean, I will say, yeah, there's only two or three moments on her that do, that, do that here, but, uh, uh, I'm just I'm just so tired of the the I'm not I wouldn't say the clean riffing because it's good it's it, don't get me wrong it's like but, but you wish there was a better a better it, balance of the heavy and the yeah 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 and 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 then you like you have so much stuff and you put covers on yeah. on the album and it's not like I don't like the covers because I actually mm-hmm. do but it's like uh, you know you just we're just padding out an album here and it it just feels to me. Like he bought into the mystique of himself a little bit, maybe, yeah. and he got too got too big, and then it just ends up being like kind of inconsistent. And I was just disappointed. Yeah. I, I wanted this to be great, yeah. and it's not like it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's very all. all over the place. Yeah, and I think if you again, like I said, if you read into it, there was a lot of that going on. It was like an extended jam session that was costing a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And I I just and I don't have a lot of interest in extended jam sessions. Fun to take yeah, part in. Yeah. Fun to see live, maybe yeah. on tape. Yeah. Not a lot of interest. It's hard. For me yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to pull that <laughs> off. Yeah, unless you're actually like feeling it in the like in the actual room. Uh, yeah. That yeah. being said, five and a half. Oof, okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know. I'm just not um, complaining about an artist that put out three albums, just giving us a little more at the end. And if it's if the jams aren't your thing, there's plenty of short songs. Yeah, I think I think I, there there are, but I just had to slog through the jams. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a person talking about thirty minutes. Almost. Yeah, I think it's just person. I think it's personal preference here for you. It's just like I know we're not going to convince them otherwise. I mean, I've had my problems with, with some other yeah, with <laughs> over however many records we've <laughs> talked about where it's like yeah, a lot of people love it, but it's just like yeah, it's yeah, it's up there, but it's like I yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what this album does. It makes me want to bump my Are You Experienced score to like an eight and a yeah. half, and my Axis Bold of Love score like a half a point. Yeah. 
That's what it makes me want to do because I think about those albums. I'm like, man, how yeah, brilliant yeah, was he had that? Some- how brilliant was Hey Joe? And those like, man, it was just, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't too much going on. It's just perfect. Right. So this perfect is not. Life. This is not supposed to be a straightforward rock album. This is supposed to be uh, acid rock, psychedelic um, rock. It? Really, just it's, it's a it's it's a moment in time, which again can, can be very d- divisive. Yeah, I'm just not, we, we've talked about those moments. Yeah, where where it's an album in it of its of its era, and we're talking about a guy who I mean, I think a lot of people said he he liked to he liked to ingest things in the studio. I mean, any everywhere and, and anywhere. Yeah, and sometimes you can feel that here. Uh, but sometimes it adds a little bit of kind of flavor to the to the vibe of the, and sometimes it just kind of like what Kevin said, it just kind of meanders and kind of. Yeah. We were saying, I mean, if maybe if we were there in the moment, like in the in this in that with them, like making that moment. Yeah, I can see it kind of dividing, uh, but I was just surprised. Yeah, that it. Yeah, that it kind of it, that I didn't. I, I didn't kind of roll my eyes as much as I did in the past. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know a lot of people, ha- I know a lot of people have those exact same opinions. Yeah. That Kevin has where they, where they're just like, yeah, it just felt like, yeah, where you didn't have Chaz reigning Jimmy in anymore. You didn't have that discipline. You kind of just have that, you know, just Jimmy going. Yeah. Without really thinking about his surroundings, just going in. And, and sometimes you have a lot of great moments and sometimes, yeah, you can kind of, yeah, uh, but I think here compared to like a Use Your Illusion one, I think here it, it's a lot, a little bit more interesting. And we're yeah, only yeah, comparing yeah. this to Use Your yeah. Illusion one because that's an album we've covered. So you know, if you're, yeah. um, you know, if you have a problem with that album, it would be different than your problems with this album because the weaknesses of yeah. those albums, one and two, are different, very different than if you want to call the weaknesses of of this album. So. Um, a cool comment from Hesco 182 ran into Alex at the Lurk show last Thursday in Chicago. That was pretty sweet. I hope you <laughs> nagged him about some obscure Pink Floyd song that he doesn't even remember. Uh, please tell me you did so. Uh, but anyway, let's get into it. Track one of 16. Kevin, why don't you start it off? And the gods made love right from the start. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's very hard to take this without talking about the track that comes after, because I always saw them as one piece where you have this as kind of the weird kind of, and again, this is Jimmy trying to play with it, with images. Yeah. Like, okay. The love is being created. So you got this weird psychedelic. Yeah. This is the, this is the era of peace and love. So I think it works a little bit better than like EXP, which is just like English nonsense. Yeah. I think here, I think it's more, Oh, this is way better than EXP. I mean, even if you don't like this kind of thing, there's effort that was put into it. It it's it's yeah. an op- it has an opening feeling, you know, a 1984 right. Van Halen feeling that just puts yeah, you right that, in that. Yeah, that was year. another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's why it it works. I mean, again, you don't really focus on it, but again, it just opens kind of the 
yeah, the journey of this album. Uh, but and the flow into the next song, I think, works really well because it kind of slows down just for like a microsecond and then goes into which uh, I guess we've I, I can see Kevin has nothing. To add. <laughs> let's just move. Let's, let's. I don't I don't I don't I don't know why we needed another one of these. That's all. Okay, I'll say this is a flip. This is this works a little bit more. But in you're context. using the at studio least yeah. EXP, as an instrument. At least EXP. Oh, not it's 1968. That's what you oh. get. Yeah, but they did it so. Well, this poorly. isn't poor. EXP was garbage. This is it. A- Axis, Axis, Bold as Love as an album sounded so much better. I agree. Yeah. The production. Yeah. It sounds like somebody yeah. doesn't. It's a lot. It's yes, a little cleaner. It sounds yeah. like somebody, somebody who got their hands on every toy in the studio, but doesn't oh, no. know what the to mixing do with of this album That's is way better. The mixing of Axis is way better, and mm. I will stand by Ooh, that. We, we gotta ten fight. times we gotta fight. out of oh, ten. Fight. I do two <laughs> channels. Use it. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they found the pan knob and couldn't take their hands off of it. And they're like, oh, look, this goes left, this goes <laughs> it's right, this goes left. Hey, Jimmy, why don't you keep playing left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right? Yeah. I, boring. I can see Kevin. Not I, for I, boring. I just, Give me something clean I can, and I nice. can just see Kevin being just like if growing up in that era, just being miserable amongst the hippies. <laughs> I can see this. Yeah. <laughs> Because they are all fascinated by a knob. I, I have no problem with it. I don't know why we need to talk too much about this one because let's just get into the next one because that's really the what this sets oh God, up. I didn't, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Of, I didn't even yeah. think of that. It's like if they were just high staring at this new device. <laughs> like, well, it's like like, 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 like Beavis and Butthead. Just like, <laughs> well, I mean, if, if they were <laughs> dropping <laughs> acid or whatever, that's the kind of thing that just makes you stare at a door and th- for, for <laughs> Fifty minutes and just think about how that door is the most interesting thing you've seen on the planet. So maybe they thought the same about the pan knob. Yeah, that's that, that's that, that's like a door on steroids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Does so much more. Um, but um, yeah, let's move on to the second track. Have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? Starting this one at one minute and twelve seconds. How did you not play? Is, is, where's that part that goes? Yeah, you know that part. Have you? I mean, that's the iconic part I, I'm, of the I'm, song. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that expression on his face is next. I didn't realize there was an iconic part it, to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if you can I tell me write it down, it but this just has a, a, a nice follow-up to me. Like this almost feels like it's a follow-up to Little Wing. And the, to to open with, oh, and the two spots, <laughs> but oh. it's, it's it just sets yeah, you up. I mean, I, me. I just don't want a burner to open this. That's so cliche. I'm not looking for just a kick down the door. I love how it opens with this little bit of soul. You were yeah, last but album. that was a short. 
up from the sky. No, because burner. There was Spanish Castle Magic was the opener to Axis. Up from the skies was not a burner. No, it was. Oh, you're talking about like what? And we all blew up up from the skies. Yeah, that was a burner. I thought that was why because it was a snooze fest. No, up from the skies was a slow snooze fest. Okay, but that's simple. S yes yes okay. Fine. And it got it, the T. That's what follows I, the that S. That was a T. Spanish Castle Magic was supposed to be open. This is an experimental psychedelic album, and I am okay with it opening up with the many moods of Jimi Hendrix. And today he's yeah. feeling oh, a little brother. soul, uh, or he will be feeling it's definitely feeling yeah, soul next I, ra- uh, track. But that's I enjoy that. I love the soft touch opening yeah. that you're gonna get a diversity of sound on this record. So I, I'm I'm totally cool with this. It just yeah. you're telling me that you're 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 selling me an album that's over an hour long, and you are providing the warm blanket and the bed and the pillow right from minute one. It's like a movie where the credits take three. And you're asking minutes. where's the I can and see you where you're asking where's the rock? Where's the rock and roll, man? Uh, um, no, I'm not gonna. I, I I I love this. I think it's a song that. Uh, uh, that only Jimmy could have gotten away with uh, just being having his prowess with women. I don't think anybody else could have written about an electric lady land. Yeah. yeah, that's just yeah. It's it's very much him. It's very much kind of which is nice. Okay, you got love songs, yeah, which are I mean, especially in the '60s, you had a very kind of bubblegum feel to it. Here, it's not. Here, it's yeah. It's he's doing his own thing, but uh, yeah, it also has that. Uh, and I kind of found a kind of a little kind of detail uh, that he I guess was a Curtis Mayfield fan, like in the impressions, uh, trying to. Bring in that soul feel, and you can tell that with the with the vocals a lot. Yeah, you can. Or in the in the harmonies are very much that kind of, uh, and that kind of threw me off in a good way, which I which I like that. Um, and it's funny yeah, that guitar playing does kind of remind me of like that one rainy wish, that very kind of mm-hmm. bubbly guitar playing. Yeah, it's very clean, very kind of, you know. Yeah, I don't know. From Kevin's perspective, I mean, whether that was a good idea rehashing that, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I like I like I like how it's used. I know we're I know we're kind of ganging up on our uh, on the. This is where Alex comes in and just said, I didn't listen to it, so it's probably not any good. Did did anybody notice the panning guitar already? Track two, panning guitar. I just pointed out every time we hear it. It's not Weedle Weedle. It's not. Because because it's fine, like in one track or like two tracks. And when it's in 14 out of 16 tracks and every solo is like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess over and over, I guess you could. You could say, I mean, it feels like they're just grooving on the vibes of the panning back and forth, where it's like, again, it's, yeah. It's like Kirk and the Wah yeah. and again, and again, It's like, there's nothing inherently yes, there wrong is. with it. There is, when it's is four, no what, there is when it's 14. Right. Ch- and here, I guess you could say it's a little <laughs> bit more, yeah. Well, yeah, he kind of turned that into a meme. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say this is the equivalent of, like, and I don't know, because, again, I mean, we know that a lot of these guys were doing a lot of, where it's yeah, from Kevin's perspective, it's like being the one sober guy hanging out with a bunch of drunk people, where everybody's just like in the moment, heaven, and you're just like, what the? F- no, <laughs> this is not. I don't know. I but, mean, but 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 I per- I personally don't. Uh, I'm kind of with Mark. I don't. I I enjoy it, but mm-hmm. uh, you you just have to have uh, yeah. the ability to yeah, Kevin, step no. <laughs> into an album without crashing down the door and saying, "All right, let's rock." I, I didn't. I didn't need that, but I needed some energy. And you give me two uh, in a row. One doesn't you give count. Me and the gods made love and have you. It counts. It's, it's a intro. track. It counts the way but EXP, EXP counts. EXP and if that sucked, bad. then this sucks. This is too. not bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> what what makes and the gods made love any because better? Because it's five XP was hippy trippy garbage. The gods made love is and this isn't is that, but it's done well though. It's, it's somebody it's, it has spent a weird some time idea. in the studio, and then they followed it up with this. Oh. EXP was just him <laughs> buying into himself in the scene in a very cringy way. I don't recall at any point the word hippie being anywhere in these lyrics. Strike me down if I'm wrong on that one, but no, I'll submit that think, as uh, evidence you, that you know, this is a you post, right. I guess, yeah. uh, post or maturity, uh, I suppose, upon the first album, first two albums. So, and we got a good one coming up. I enjoy the next one. I'll just throw it out there right now. Crosstown traffic. One of my favorite, a feel good romp in the grass. All right. Okay. Starting from the top, Crosstown traffic. funny yeah who knew you could have taken a uh, kazoo effect and made it the hook of a song yeah. i mean that's what yeah it's, it's just it is and again who would have thought yeah with all the songs written about kind of turbulent relationships like comparing your girl to a sitting in traffic <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like there's sometimes you know, being with you it feels like i'm yeah <laughs> yeah this is the kind of song this is the uh, uh goodbye blue sky or the um or, wa- or, wa- or, or walking down the drive what, what, no what, no what no this is not that oh, this is that yeah. song oh. that you find that you would i know i know this was kind of a this was might have been the b-side for all along the watchtower but this is those song that you're glad that you listened to the discography that you get it you slug through and the gods make love for the don't not not the what was the queen song that i loved uh, i'm trying to scroll through these now because i forget the titles don't lose your head Goodbye, Blue Sky. This is just one of those songs that just you know, makes you feel good and makes you really enjoy mm-hmm. the era. Um, you know, that, that you know, almost like a swinger from the band that you really didn't expect. Yeah. That It's more of that convertible top-down. I am just going to yeah. enjoy this music from under the stars. That's, this, that's yeah. the kind of feel-good song that this is. Yeah, it's got some thump. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean that's what I always – it's just got that – you just want to yeah it's it's not just a toe tapper it's just you're like banging your feet up and they like all they both of them just kind of stopping mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah yeah th- this this is actually for sure one of the high points uh, uh for me too well i think that that um in this case you have a lot of elements going on but the song really works like you talked about the kazoo you talked about the backing vocals going on you have that reverse piano you have the guitar the drums the bass and you never feel like ah, i'm drowning and stuff you know you're <laughs> like oh this song is, is great it, yes it does yeah. give you that like open yeah. top feel 
Like, I, I don't know. You can see driving in L.A. traffic, bumper to bumper, and this song kind of coming out. Here's the latest mm-hmm. from Jimi Hendrix, Crosstown Traffic on, K- you know, what, the w- or whatever. It wouldn't yeah. be K. Oh, yeah. K-Rock. Yeah. So, you know, that that I do like that image for this song. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a stab at a pop single that is in no way embarrassing. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Not at all. It's it's nice. Yeah, when fun kind of I don't want to call it a throwaway song, but yeah, where it's not you're not it's not trying to be introspective. It's just kind of yeah. It's yeah. It's got that muscly kind of just pouncing through the speakers. Kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty great. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it just skips off right. the, well, the speakers. I love that. Yeah. Let's get to our uh, first long song of the night. Um, it's Voodoo Chili. <laughs> It's 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 it's, um, it's, it's pronounced child actually. It's like this. It's like a Chile. slang. Child, yeah. get it right. Why it's Chile. It child? Yeah, it's I, I will say <laughs> okay. for. I'm glad I'm glad you found no that idea. out because I had no. idea You know, it's idea funny for years and years. From. I always thought it was that just being a young kind of stupid music listener, but it's like it's not voodoo child. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like slang. It's like okay. child, but you just slang it. Yeah, you take the D out, and it's yeah. But it's funny because you br- he brings it back later. He brings back the. D. I'm sure there's a good explanation <laughs> yes, that I will well, not be bothering to look up. Well, yeah, I thought it had something to do with the country or the food, and I was wrong on all yeah. of those. You know, I wouldn't have been surprised yeah. on any of the explanations. But anyway, we're gonna start this at four minutes and forty-five seconds. I mean, there's so many points in this oh. song that I could just go back and, uh, and no, it's not a BBW. I mean, maybe if you're going to, oh, he's not going to listen to my argument. He's going to walk off the show, just walked off the mic. Uh, I guess I'll talk to Chris about this one then. Uh, whoever brought in the rolled in the organ, uh, great decision. It fits well. Um, Chris, maybe you can correct me on this one, but this was a one take recording. I believe it was, and it was yeah, pretty much like a super group. Uh, hold on, I want to make sure I'm not giving away one of my questions because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because there there was a lot to dissect there. Uh, no, I don't think I no, I didn't. Yeah, this um yeah yeah this is yeah, yeah where Noel is nowhere to be found actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is um uh God why didn't I write down the uh, I should know this since I did listen to that group uh, the bass player for uh, Jefferson Airplane. Uh, is playing bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, Steve Winwood is on keyboards, and luckily Mitch is still there. He's still on drums. Sure. Um, but a very cool kind of moment. A kind of a very like a like a spur of the moment kind of coming together of yeah of powers. It, it, again, it's one of those things where my man would have been cool if they would have done like 
something similar to the next live record, like a like a Jimi Hendrix Live, or it, but it wasn't the Band of Gypsies. It was these four guys. It would have been cool to see what that where that would have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they were still all ingrained in their all of their separate projects. But uh, yeah, this, I can I can see. I can, this is just not Kevin's kind of thing. And again, this is this is great kind of like driving at night. I mean, this is the, the, the when I most enjoyed this song was just like driving home from work after like six thirty seven o'clock, where it just has that kind of. Yeah, very smoking. Oh, he came back. Okay, yeah, so right, he that's is good. going to listen to our arguments, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, there's yeah. just <laughs> it, it, it's like Jimi Hendrix can bring in the styles of Muddy Waters and um, you know just famous blues and BB King, and then he can do it with you know there's like a you know almost a, a, a free form jazz explosiveness to the end of yeah. the song that kind of crosses Pink Floyd as well. It just like if you met John Coltrane and Pink Floyd and Muddy Waters all in the studio together, you would get this. But then they did it in one take, and it's just that that artistic expression that I really appreciate. And would I appreciate this song if it hadn't been done in one take? I, I would be, yes, I would be much more like, okay, find the edit points, clean it up a little bit. You know, maybe you don't include this. You, you, you take it, maybe, you know, piece different takes together from a solo. But just knowing that this was done in one take and knowing that it was just an expression, just hit record, let's go and and just make our way to the studio, let's get a bunch of guys together, let's just put them in the studio, let's hit record, and we're just going to see what we get. And this is what we get. Yeah. And it, it's just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, like, who else can do that? Who else ever did that? Um, um, and was Stevie it, Ray Vaughan, I think. Yeah. I, I think okay. they... Uh, well, not not necessarily an extended jam. Yeah, what was uh, that song? Uh, God, why can't I think tonight? Um, there was one. It was a longer song. It was, I think, one of the. What was the main instrumental song that uh, that he did uh, that he recorded supposedly in one take? Um, I know it was that legendary story where like he finished the song and then the tape ran out. It was like one of those kind of where they just did it was one, yeah, one run through. Um, Oh god, this is gonna drive me nuts. Anyway, you guys can talk. I gotta. I'm gonna find it. Sure. <laughs> uh, Kevin, yeah. why don't you pull up some uh, sections here that I have? Uh, can two, you put ten minutes? Ten minutes. Oh, uh, okay, I have ten forty nine. Two forty seven. Can you cue that up? Because there are just layers of cool going on here. How dug in is that with the stomp, yeah. stomp, yeah. stomp, I, and just how it no, builds know, yeah. up, yeah. and it just has that release. 439, right before where you queued it up, Kevin, there's a drum fill that just is it's worth pointing out. Yeah. Everybody heard that. 7.45, the guitar cry. Hopefully we could hear it because coming through on audio Skype here, it's in mono. You'll hear it in stereo, but. We're down by the I have a hummingbird and I hum so loud. You think I'm a 
it's just so much fun to listen to the guy sing and then play and then sing and then play in a very improvised improv improvisational way uh knowing again that this is one take uh 1049 let's cue up the deconstruction of this uh again this is where i'm talking about those pink floyd explosions of music there we go and compare to a freaking dream theater song or to compare to a, uh, you know, what's another 15-minute right. song that you would say, oh, yeah, that's a, a close to the edge or something. That's that's a, a brilliant piece of music. Like, this is a song to just picture, to put yourself in the studio listening to these musician, musicians, right. sit back, and just listen to what they create in the studio. Like, it's not a thing to analyze yeah. to say, well, I'm not sure that the right. structure of the song is worth the it's a, it's a It's a... It's just a piece to enjoy. Just to, to, yeah, to close your jam. eyes and picture yourself in that era, in that moment, just listening to these guys do what they do best. Yeah, I can see in, in Kevin's defense, uh, this maybe even more so in a live setting might have worked even more. Uh, where here, maybe you just not, maybe to be, to really, truly appreciate it, you have to be there to just experience those four guys. Or, or even, in a, even in a club. I mean, this is the, one of the, like, this is a, like a quintessential club sounding song. Um, and one more thing, uh, yeah, not to keep boring Kevin, um, the, um, I know you started at 1049, but I love Noel's or uh, not, um, Mitch's drumming, like starting kind of around 10 minutes where you've got his drumming and then you have Stevie's. Oh. Yeah, there. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's a major buildup in a minor song. Yeah. Yeah, very uh very Pink Floyd. And almost a yeah. kind of who-ish maybe. Did yeah, maybe uh it's got a little bit of a weird 70s proggy kind of thing with the keyboards. I know again this is 68, but it feels like it's looking forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, it's for something just kind of again, it's not meant to make you kind of look look deep, but it's just a fun kind of yeah, great. Yeah, just kind of in the background, just kind of driving whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Isn't that something that would interest you? It's performers at their peak and just getting an inside listen or look at their performance. No edits, super authentic, raw, no filter. Here it is. I think it works because a lot of the time these don't, they're just kind of there just to kind of feed into the ego, which I not, not that they weren't doing that here, but, uh, but it's nice when it's kind of pulled off in just more or less an enjoyable way where it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that, that belongs here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of, it doesn't, uh, but again, for people who are, are hung up on length, okay, maybe this might not be your cup of tea, like certain people uh, in this, uh, circle right now. <laughs> sure. Let's move on. I'm looking at you. No, <laughs> Do you want to do what you had? Save it for the Electric Lady Land Expanded Edition. 
Um, let's move on to <laughs> Little Miss Strange. Uh, starting it right from the top. Starting right from the top because he didn't listen to the song. Because didn't know where to start it. Oh no, I listened to this many times. That's yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, this, yes. yeah, this is kind of a, you know, it's funny as far as, uh, yeah, the beginning is very like, okay, this is kind of cool where this is going. And that was Noel actually playing the acoustic guitar, which, okay, I'm going to give that to him. Uh, and then Jimmy comes in with his very kind of Southern rock before Southern rock was a thing kind of soloing. Um, my problem with the rest of the song, yeah, when of course when Noel opens his mouth, I, I keep thinking, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember, did you, did you guys see the some kind of monster documentary? Um, I haven't. I know no, I of it. So there, I don't know if no. you've seen that clip where he and James are yeah. fighting with each other, and like James is trying to push like a riff that he had written, and Lars just comes out. You know, I, it just comes off stock to me. It's stock, and that's that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I felt with the with, with like the verses and the chorus. It just sounds like a stock kind of pop rock, but it, does, it doesn't strawberry do strawberry alarm clocks or something. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, not that. I mean, it's even more stock than that. I mean, it, it doesn't have the fire, like the muscle that Crosstown Traffic had, which is very unique uh, here. Yeah, it's just, but you know, it's funny because, again, I was just, I wanted to slog this song so bad, but I, I found myself a few nights ago, like, uh, getting ready for bed. <laughs> Little I was, I was, I, 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 I had that stupid, <laughs> again, there's a weird catchiness to it that I, that I can't put my finger on, but I'm not going to say that I didn't, yeah, it, 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 it it was dwelling in my in the in the house of me for uh, for a while. Yeah, it, it was there. Yeah, <laughs> dwelling yeah. in the house. Of well, Christ. I'll tell you. Yeah, a stranger. Yeah, a little bit strange. Just a little bit strange in the house of of me. Or yeah. stranger <laughs> in a strange land. Uh, yeah, eyes of a stranger. Uh, oh, that's a good right. song. Um, I'll tell you what kind of throws me about Noel's songs, and this happened last album too. And I'm not like I know '60s music all that well, but. Even on his worst songs, Jimmy feels forward thinking. He feels like he's pushing the edge. And on Noel's songs, it feels like he's transporting us back to like early 60s. You know, it doesn't. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy is like cutting edge. And it's like, it's like if you were to like be open up your computer today and you open up an application and it's like opened up. Windows 98 <laughs> style. He's open up Windows 95 like, hmm. every time he goes to write some lyrics. <laughs> yeah, they they haven't they haven't updated this one in quite yeah. a while. I, I, have I, think, they? I think this. I, yeah, I think this was Jimmy kind of keeping the peace though, just from that classic albums uh, episode. It seems like he was just trying because I think there. I mean, I think at this point everybody knew he had. In particular, Jimmy and Noel were not really close and at this point it was really getting bad um and i think he was just trying to like okay you're still kind of involved even if you're not the uh the focal point because yeah I, I guess noel just like when nobody else was in there he was allowed to go in there and like do his own thing i guess he, he was given permission so he just kind of staked his claim like okay i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. screw you guys this is what i'm doing and then jimmy came in and did his and offered yeah some guitar playing to it and there's some cool like soloing on yeah, here i'm not gonna cool trench yeah. twin tracked guitar lines yeah uh that really Jimmy's like, I get 15 minutes to show that I'm the guitar god of the late 60s, and you get 
two minutes to show that that you stink. Here you go. Here's your two minutes per album. I, I mean, there there is some Steve Howe that you'll hear in this. Uh, two thirty three. I think there's some okay. cool guitar lines. Uh, do I have to credit Noel for that now that I know he played acoustic? Uh, whatever. Just let's let's play it up. It's kind of cool sounding. I think. Two thirty three. Yeah. Uh, where's that? Two thirty three. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll give Noel some credit. <laughs> Right there. Yeah. Yeah. That is so Steve Howe. And uh, that's got to be Jimmy there, right? It's electric. Probably. Yeah, I I don't think, yeah, Noel, I think was just like acoustic strumming. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of... So, I mean, this song has some cool, uh, uh, like I said, dual guitars, which really wasn't too common back then. Uh, Obviously, we're far, far from the era of the priest maiden uh, type stuff that would dominate uh, the later part of the next decade and the the 80s. Uh, So it's cool to hear that kind of stuff. Um, Other than that, yeah, I, I, I agree. This song is a... Uh, it's a suck. I don't know. Like it's just, it's a, it's a suck of the energy of the of the record, and it just I just didn't need to go back to sixty five when we were in seventy two, seventy five uh, with Hendrix. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to those long hot summer nights. Uh, let's start this one at one minute and thirty nine. And grab little Anna from the ceiling. Nobody? Okay. I don't know. Uh-huh. You know what? Yeah, I'll okay. take this You're one. You're a K I'll in the chat. I, it's something. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I totally zoned out, but I was just listening to it. Actually, actually enjoying this more, mm-hmm. and I didn't have bad things to say about this. Um, you know, I felt that it wasn't a bad deep cut. Um, we, we have a panning guitar again. This is one of those ones that I. It's like a good song, and the production just like beef it up a little bit. You hear of acoustic guitar that's like so in a paper bag, it's not even funny. It's just like I I just could have used a little bit more clarity and it would have been perfect. Just a little bit more clarity on everything. But really, I don't mind this. And, you know, he's going back to his storytelling um, lyrics, which I'm glad to see he's developing because that's kind of one of the things that I was like, I noticed on the last two albums. So, like, I feel this not a bad deep cut, not overly impressive, but it's... It's funny. Know, it's, it's, it, it, defi- it's definitely picks up after a little mistake. Can you play those opening chords just right from the yeah, top? Yeah, I, yeah, I had that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool, kind of minor sounding. Yeah. Yeah. 
that just brings me back to the Are You Experienced era where he would just it does, turn yeah. a, an intro. Boy, the guy could just write an intro. He could write the first 10 seconds of music and then just turn you around. And we're going to do something different this track. It's just a lot of right. fun to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. I, I also thought it was interesting. Yeah, I guess yeah, he does all the vocals, like all the harmonized and all the layered vocals are all him. Yeah, he didn't have Even anybody else. Who? Uh, who? Who, yeah, that, that's really? all him. Yeah, like 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 overdubbed like six times or whatever. Huh. Yeah, it was very uh, very interesting. But uh, that's um, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on to early sixties. Come on, <laughs> let the good times roll. Yes, this is a cover, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's hear Jimmy's spin on it. Uh, starting at forty five seconds. Funny, I uh, I did listen to the original by uh, I think his name was Earl King, just an early kind mm-hmm. of forty song, isn't it? Uh, it's for, uh, I don't know. It might have been a cover of a cover, uh, or yeah, you were kind of. By the time I got to Jimmy, it was like the fourth version of the song. Um, but it's funny. Yeah, the, the I think the version that like the Jimmy was basing it on it has a very Ray Charles vibe. And that is not what you get here. And I just love how fat it, it kind of reminds me of like Spanish Castle Magic. Yeah, which you would, which it shouldn't here because again, this is a cover of like a '50s kind of rock, uh, uh, rock song. But he just and you hear like that, it just has that real muscly kind of yeah, just overdrive up to eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah again, it's a song that I had no as far as the original had no knowledge of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is the preferred version for me. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, this is a song where I could not care less to listen to this song on its own. It's just another blues cover, um, but included it on the album and really in the discography from a guy who was so influenced by blues because what else was there to be influenced by as a guitar player? You have, uh, to his career, I don't know, what, like 20 tracks, and none of them are really straight-up blues. And so it's a lot of fun to hear him play something that's straight up blues and it really adds to the diversity of the album uh it adds to the experience of the Jimi hendrix experience (laughs) like you have to have variety in your experience (laughs) and uh, yeah i mean i I appreciate its place in the album and what it does to make this album more fun to listen to i mean the solo is red hot can't deny that that's that's a really just ripping tone absolutely i think that was one of the Things that made it stand out for me, honestly, like if you're going to have kind of a blues jam and do something, it's like with the ice mm-hmm. cream man, like, yeah, you could have just done ice cream man, yep. but the solo suddenly yeah. makes it 
oh, this group is making this yep. song special. Little Marty and, McFly on guitar, you know, I, you know, a little Chuck Berry imitation. Exactly. It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing where, like, if you're going to do a cover, make it, make yeah, it make something it we need to listen to. And I, I might have, uh, I, I wouldn't say have a problem with the song, because uh, I, I don't, really. But it's um, maybe because I'm less interested in uh, the 15-minute jams that kind of a blues song I hear it. It would have been it would have been higher for me had Voodoo Child. Um, <laughs> there we go. You, 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 you're getting it. Yeah. Maybe been been yeah. been off. Good point from uh, uh, Jay but from One Eleven. He was one of a kind. No peers. He just influenced people afterwards. And I, I think that's a great point because there was nobody to be influenced by except blues mus- musicians before Jimmy and jazz musicians too. But then after Jimmy, people were influenced by Hendrix and blues musicians. But he's that, right. that, that first yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Clapton. Well, was Clapton really that, that influential? He was, but he. I don't think he, he didn't have the uh, the chops, I think, that Jimmy had, being able to do a lot of... I mean, yeah, there was the famous story the first time that he met Jimmy, it was at the Regent Polytechnic. Oh, in, you didn't in, tell me he was this good. Yeah, you remember that story? Yeah, where he, like, he had to go off, go off stage and he was shaking in the back trying to light a cigarette. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's like... I think everybody, I think, at the, t- the time, whether it was Pete Townsend or Jeff Beck, who were all there at that show... Um, I think we're all kind of like, oh, like crap, like this isn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we got, now we got to put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But again, all those yeah. guys, all those guys, I think we've talked about it on the last episode, as far as comparing all these, like the four main heroes of that era, all very different, but all valid, all very unique in their own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on to Gypsy Eyes track eight, starting at one minute and 25 seconds. That's funny. I always had an issue with that, just how the, the chorus has. It's because it's, the, the rest of the song is just unbelievable. I mean, but yeah, for whatever reason, that chorus, it felt like they were just putting it too out front where it's almost got this piercing kind of effect, especially in the opening, you know, like in the first uh, chorus. I mean, it really, I wish they would have just pulled back like the effects a little bit and then like they turned on the treble maybe. I don't know, because it just has too much of a... Um, but yeah, that, but the, yeah, like everything else, like the guitar playing, like when they kind of pull back from that, you're hearing the chorus. I mean, it's just a, it just kicks butt. Um, and talk about as far as the bass, like a simple bass line driving a moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. it's very simple, but you can see that that whole part is operating within that those two notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, without that, it, it, the rest of it isn't isn't no not nearly as interesting. Yeah, am I uh, just you know. Uh, Looney here, or am I hearing Aerosmith in this early, 
Aerosmith. Uh, I actually had that for a long hot summer night, but I didn't feel like yeah, there was a mode in there. They kind of hit a Aerosmith vibe. I, I didn't feel like it, 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 I didn't feel like elaborating on that. Again, this is prior. There's just something uh, about that breakdown that just feels very Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry. You'd probably know better than you've gone through their discography. I, I mean, I would call myself an Aerosmith expert, but um, you know, maybe just something. Yeah. I, I kind of would see where it, you're it, from. It, I, I'm really appreciating how this album in particular just has all of those moments to where you have a, a song that's straight up Muddy Waters, you have some Proto Yes, you have some more Proto Yes coming, um, you have yeah. Soul, you have Groove, you have um, Experimental Jams, you have Pink Floyd, you have Spaghetti Western. It, it's just the diversity of this album is really just, it, it's like almost like queen level in terms of what it's able to accomplish and pull off competently at every stage. You know, it's interesting. And again, I, I was going to use this as one of my questions, but I actually came up with a lot of other ones. So I'm going to throw it out now. Um, I guess, yeah, this was the song that fractured his relationship with Chaz. I guess it was 40 takes it took before they got this song down. Well, that's exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah to the that. point. Yeah, yeah, we're to the point where I think he did. Where Chaz just told Kubert Kubert like I'm done. Board. Yeah, we're yeah, we're. I think Chaz just told him like I'm done. I can't. Good, good luck to you. But yeah, this is was was it Jimmy or Chaz that wanted all the takes? Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, like I said, like oh. yeah, no, Chaz was done. No, Chaz was very much a pop kind of like through two to three minute pop single, and that's why. The first two records are much more kind of yeah, are much more cohesive, I guess. Um, but yeah, this is I mean, yeah, if, if anything, uh, Electric Lady Land is the is Jimmy's record. It's not anybody else's. Uh, but this is the point where it really, I guess, at least in the studio, because I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it sounds like a great song. I mean, you would never had never know. It doesn't sound like a song that took four where the where the artist demanded 40. Yeah, I mean that's that's getting into kind of Vinny. Well, I don't want to bring up the VV in this. I'm not going to. Not gonna taint this, uh, but yeah, that kind of, yeah, where it's just your, yeah, where you've kind of lost the, you've lost. Yeah. The luckily, point. it sounded good. Yeah, luckily here it sounds. I mean, aside from my my issues with the with the, some of the vocal effects, um, everything else, I mean, is very good. Uh, uh, but yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, just putting up with that. I mean, I know at this point he's kind of the, yeah, yeah, kind of. He's the he's he's that level of Jimmy. I mean, by the time by sixty eight, but, but again, the buzz is it, starts to wear off. The reality starts to set in. I want to go yeah. home. <laughs> this is not fun anymore. Just have yeah. it, dude. As he, as he punches the return to zero mark of the tape <laughs> for the fortieth time, you know, you just know smoking. what? I'm yeah. just punching this button yeah. and washing out the return out. to home <laughs> button. Uh, I would have loved to have seen those tapes after. Yeah. Yeah, after the 40th take, <laughs> is it just a total mess? <laughs> clear. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. We have done it, everybody. We have crossed the halfway point of the album in terms of uh, sheer track numbers. So we're moving on to track nine, Burning of the Midnight Lamp, starting right from the top. <laughs> Good morning again, and the day 
Kevin, I want you to I want you to yes. sell me on this one. <laughs> Are you? I I you know what? I will try okay. to sell you on this one. First of all, first of all, I will say that um, I hate to keep harping on it, but the production doesn't do it any favors because the intro like is comes in and then suddenly the verse is less mm-hmm. powerful than the intro. Anyway, the elements are there. So pretend that it's like a little better mixed. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like you have the keys, you have the background vocals. It's almost this weird epic feel. And I don't like yeah. using that word all the time. But I just get this sense of like, maybe we're halfway in the album, but I just get the sense of crossing well, closing the mountain. The B-side and this, of the first I, record. I, yeah. I, I, I know this. Uh, yeah. And this was always that song where I, I wouldn't necessarily know it by name, but when we got to it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this song. And it ended up being this kind of warm blanket on like, listen six and it's listen like a, it's seven. It's like a friendly road like, sign. Yes, Let's yeah, know where you is, are. Yes, that's, that's what it is. It says like, it says yep. Chicago, you know, 120 miles. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could power through this. You know, this is, and that's not to say that the album, I'm not using that to trash the album, but it's just like, there it is. It's like your hometown mm-hmm. for surround. And this song just, the song just kind of, it, it has this uplifting quality that I haven't heard on the yeah, previous well, there's something, songs. It is. Just like kind of almost yeah. gospel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. Way, and I, say, I really appreciate what he can do. Uh, because this is a you know a harpsichord song, and it's really hard to yeah. pull off the harpsichord without sounding like King Urinal at the <laughs> Renaissance Fair. Like it's really really it, difficult to to do that. Yeah. Anytime after Bach, yeah, yeah, like it's it's, it's, it's hard that's to pull it. Off. It's done, and um, you know, it, it, like the kazoo, <laughs> he pulled it off. He did it. What a master. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to like give yeah. the harpsichord as the reason for me liking this. But maybe I am. Maybe that is what makes this song fun to listen to. Is just something. It's, it's, it, it's yeah. definitely the hook. Uh, and again, I. Cause no, it's yeah, nothing, that's a good way to put it. I, yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. He never really recorded anything else like this. But I don't know. Yeah, that harpsichord and, and the vocals, they just never, for whatever reason, they never set well. And maybe that's going back to what Kevin was saying as far as the production is a little maybe heavy handed. It almost has that. Uh, like Phil Spector wall of sound kind of like a, uh, like a Motown kind of, you could hear like the way that he sings kind of sounds like a, like the, uh, uh, like the Ronettes or the Crystal or whatever. Yeah. Where it's got that very, you could f- hear one of the, like one of those female lead vocalists singing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But amongst this weird classical piece, which is not Motown, you know, like, so there's a lot of, it's very unique in the, uh, but there was just certain things that were just left a, where I appreciate it, but it just, after a while, it just left a weird taste in my mouth. Um, I mean, I know uh, Chris, you don't care uh, about this, you know, but the, the, um, you know, it, like, like Steve, Howe would do this? Um, cause unfortunately that band would venture a little bit too far into the Renaissance fair category too. uh, or yeah. Rick Rakeman, <laughs> but, uh, Steve, Howe would do this yeah. on the sitar, yeah, which would Rick, be, yeah. uh, you know, it, it would yeah. set it apart, but th- that style, I guess would take a little bit hold. So again, Hendrix is a little ahead of the times here. Uh, big appreciation for that. Right. It really makes me wonder what full Prague Hendrix would have sounded like. Well, like, would he have gone that direction? And what would a 1972 album from the guy sounded like? Yeah, we'll get there when we do our uh, Hendrix recap. Right. Um, also, thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that very kind of like yeah, ascending, like high pitched guitar part. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah his Strat recorded at like a higher. Uh, what would that be? IPS. I think was the yeah. 
because um, yeah, I guess that wasn't a natural. He was not like he tuned up for that. I guess yeah, he had, that was something with like did the mixing he board. Tuned he tuned up. No, I don't think he did. Yeah. No, I think he. I think it was. I think it was adjusted in the mix. I think okay. where yeah, it wasn't a. It wasn't a tuning, um, or natural tuning thing where it was on the guitar itself. Um, yeah, it's funny that little like blah 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 kind of thing it reminded me of like some kind of thing off out of Star Wars. Like I want to know did George Lucas kind of rip some of that kind of. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the guy had a library of tapes that he would use to piece together sound. Yeah. And he, you know, he had lots of stuff. Right. I mean, he was known for that. So. Right. Um, yeah. So. So, yeah. Is it time to flip the record over? Mark, you said that mm -hmm. this is Rainy Day Dreamways. Open, no, it opens up the okay. A side What's of the it? second record. Oh. Side three, whatever you want oh, to call it. Oh, the A side. Okay. I, I forgot because it's mm -hmm. a quadruple, technically quadruple. Anyway, let, let's open up that side. Rainy day, dream away, starting at 15 seconds. There's something interesting about this song that I read and that rainy Dray, rainy day dream away and still raining, still dreaming were meant to be one, but for whatever reason they were split into a and B. So you have to flip the record over to continue the song. Chris, am I wrong on that? Did you come across that? Uh, I didn't read that. I know there, there is some connected context. Uh, I think the, the, the whole uh, as far as the inspiration for the uh, for the song was uh, I think they were playing the Miami Pop Festival mm -hmm. uh, and the second day of the uh, of the show it got rained out like really bad where like the whole show had to be canceled and I guess Jimmy inspired him to write this little because uh, you read it I mean it says hey man take a look out the window see what's happening hey man it's raining it's raining it's pretty literal mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but don't worry about much. that everything's gonna be every yeah yeah uh, it kind of feels like a lot, like, like on the fly kind of song. Like you're just kind of in the moment. Like okay, I'm out here. It's raining. Okay, my the thing I'm doing has been affected, but everything is going to be okay. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> there's really much. I mean, it is year. fun to listen to the yeah. way he makes his guitar talk. Uh, Three twelve yeah. uh, sounds like the what Steve Vai would do a couple of uh, you know many a couple of decades later actually. You know what I mentioned him in Still Raining, Still Dreaming, so. Yeah. That's so Steve I. Where's that that song where he's calling yeah. off the doing the wolf whistle? Um uh, Yankee Rose. Uh, yeah. Yankee Rose. Yeah. yeah. Dial that one up. Uh yeah. but yeah, that is very Yeah, similar. the uh, the the chorus plods yeah. a little too. I think that was this yeah, that was this one. Yeah. Rainy day. J four one eleven, Steely uh, Dan vibes. Is that yeah. this song? Uh, um, too bad Alex is not here. He's the Steely Dan guy. 
Yeah. He is the Steely Dan guy, for sure. Is anybody irrationally irritated at the cough in the beginning of the song? Because that irritated me. Don't know why, but the fact oh, that it something that irritates the me in the next too, one. went from right to left. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it was still raining, still dreamy. I think had that kind of plotting. Uh... Yeah, did it? Was that... See, we can't even remember these songs. It's this getting a little deep. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little <laughs> Yeah, this, this is the We're one, getting, yeah, that I kind of... Okay. It, it's deep when your song title is 1983, A Merman I Should Turn to Be. Uh, don't know if we like rhyming in our song titles itself, but that's what we're going to get. Uh, if we're going to start this one at 2 minutes, 45 seconds... Honestly, wasn't sure where to start this one. It had some good moments, I guess, but yeah, two forty. My darling and I make love in the sand To salute the last moment everyone dreamed of A machine in his dentist work played his part well Without a scratch on a body, I'm way bit at farewell Starfish and giant flumes greet us with a smile Before our heads go under, we take a last look Killing Noah Oh, keep playing, that's the cool part Did you? Oh, no, that was... Yeah. What the I haven't talked about uh, um, his vocals much, but uh, really, really good uh, example of it on this record. Uh, Sounds like somebody was gunning for a Sergio Leone placement, uh, film placement there, because the spaghetti Western (laughs) is uh, strangely all over this. But again, the guy can make it work uh, up there with Queen in terms of the competent bridging between styles. Uh, There's just a lot of cool bits, studio bits that make it into this song. I mean, there's some flute. Um, just the, you know, just like Noel Redding being absent seems to help. I don't know why, if we're just kind of at that (laughs) point, but it's better when it's just Jimmy and Mitch. That just seems to be the best contribution or at least the most interesting, uh, at least in terms of the, the, uh, you know, as opposed to just what we get earlier from Noel. But, uh, can you open up this, uh, right here? Just, um, just just the opening of this, of the song, Kevin, just queued up right from the top. It's like the Unforgiven or something like that. Yeah, I never thought that. Uh, you, you know, it's funny. This uh, yeah, this is a song yeah, that uh, it's probably pretty close to the top uh, as far as my top Hendrix songs for whatever reason. I mean, for being yeah. such a for being whatever almost four thirteen fourteen minutes, 
it, it's where everything works. Everything flows. You don't, at least for me, I never got got bored of even when it gets into the whistling kind of just like like nature sound or whatever you want to call them words yeah just abstract noises um yeah it's a very it's one of the few moments where it feels like jimmy is just kind of where he's like in his element like he's not like all the bad stuff that he's dealing with all the pressure from the labels his manager it feels like it in this song it that's it's all gone away yeah uh and kevin you got to play we're at the the solo at it starts at five forty five. Um, I always felt this moment was kind of like the probably the definitive. For, yeah, what? moment right there yeah i just yeah that, that was always the part of the yeah, it, it, it just feels like a like somebody who's yeah like just by himself just kind of like okay i yeah i'm comfortable i'm happy and i'm kind of yeah and just knowing the history of hendrix yeah just kind of how much he was kind of pulled in many different directions was never really in control and kind of just always always moving always yeah yeah never kind of stopping to take a breath or here it feels like he he was finally given that moment and yeah. he takes advantage of it. Peace. It's not waves it's not, it's, of it's, serenity. Is, uh, yeah, I'm it's not that. it's not complex. It just sounds like somebody who's who's yeah kind of who's comfortable, who's content, who is yeah kind of like there's nothing else there. It's just me with my headphones on, plugged into my amp with my guitar, mm-hmm. just going along. And it it's it's yeah. long. It's, it's it's a few minutes, but it mm-hmm. for whatever reason it works. And its simplicity, it just feels like it's probably one of my definitive warm blanket moments is that is that little kind of uh, that little suite or whatever you want to call it of simple guitar playing yeah and i appreciate the polarity of this record or this i guess project uh dual record um because you have your 15 minute open jam and then you add on one you know set or, or uh, i guess magnetize or the north pole to the first two like how, how do you call this the a and the b and then the c and the d have this one as the south pole and they're very they're antipodal like the one is a very contrived you know calculated piece and done well and the other one is just a jam and i, I like that a lot I, f- I feel like that really mm-hmm. pulls the album together keeps it cohesive uh, regardless mm-hmm. of if there could be trimming or if there could be consolidation you know it, it, it flows well having these two long pieces broken up like yeah. that each kind of the center yeah. of their of their uh, double album and, and i also like as far as what as far as what the song was about yeah as far when you when you dig through all the imagery i guess the general consensus was that uh, it's about kind of relying on the positive something. Yeah, or relying on the positive to kind of get you through the day and not dwelling on the negative too much, but knowing the negative is there so you don't lose that self-awareness or of your surroundings, but yeah, not to let it destroy you, which we could, could, could use some of that positive vibe right now with what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think this is a 
a song people should be listening to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, I don't yeah. know. I thought 1983 was some kind of like post-apocalyptic. It is. It is. I mean, it's, it's in there. I think they were trying to break it down as far as just layman kind of as far as just getting into like the human emotional side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it was. Yeah. That that's. Uh, and again, I had to kind of I had to, that was just my research. And uh, but I like I like that idea because it does feel like that. It feels like yeah. sometimes you just got to kind of just like kick back yeah, and just kind of just take things as they come. But don't yeah, let them. Don't let them totally kind of knock all the uh, the legs out from under you. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a different sort of sawing track <laughs> thing um, called "Moon Turn the Tides Gently, Gently Away." That's, that's right. very much kind of where it almost shifts the record into a concept. Yeah, where it's not, it's, it's, it's a bridge. It doesn't really, it's not, it's like, it's like the opening. It's like in The Gods Made Love. It's not, yeah, it's just kind of this, did, did it need to be its own thing? Um, I don't know. Maybe it did. But again, it's just kind of like a, like an inter, not an intermission, but it's like that little, like you've gotten to the door, you're going into the next whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it's not something you go back to, but you know, it's just, it's, it's just one of the kind of, Many moments. I don't think we record. need to spend yeah, more kinda, than fifty-eight yeah. seconds talking about this fifty-eight-second yeah, yeah. interlude. <laughs> but, but that's what it is. Yeah, Again, we're talking on this record. On this record, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that just kind of moves the weird, yeah, kind of, yeah, uh, ethereal, or I guess the for lack of a better word. You know, yeah. it's kind of like There's that conductor. Keep it moving. Right. Keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had rainy day dreams yeah. away, and it's still raining, and we're still dreaming. And we are starting at one minute. Nobody punched in. Uh, I wonder if there was a. Uh, now that I think about it, having these two songs open up both sides of the second record, it, it was intentionally done to confuse the buyer listener to say what which side am I on? I don't know. Like maybe that was just kind of an interesting, if waste of eight minutes of uh, broken up jam here. Just way to just. I, I don't know. Like this. This is. This is. <laughs> I don't know. What can I say about this one that you wouldn't say about Rainy Day? Cool moments, but I don't know. It plods a little bit. And and it's it's funny with how much I I complained about that chorus. I did find myself tapping. Like, like the the beat is good. The beat kind of... But yeah, I just don't... The way he sings it just isn't... uh, 
it just has like it doesn't doesn't have sounds like it's still right yeah um yeah repeated vocals uh yeah i guess it gives it yeah we're having to reference notes we're referencing a song that wasn't that noteworthy to begin with Part two of dreary uh, plod. (laughs) Please don't make me again. Maybe maybe in a live setting, maybe it would work. I did have that. Yeah, there were some moments on here. It's like a uh, sequel to a boring movie. (laughs) Like more boring. Yeah, I don't know. This time, as a a standalone studio track. Yeah, with production. Now with more We're all just trying to get to all along the watchtower, aren't we, at this point? Yes. So we're getting to house burning down, uh, starting at three minutes. I'm sorry if that was your favorite Great deep cut material. Yeah, I, I did write that. Yeah, I had a stocks on the rise deep cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean nothing that really hits you. Kevin stocks yeah, on the rise. Nothing that hits you right off the bat. But when you think about the placement, you think about the use of his descending lines, like kind of one rainy rush, and he's obviously very good at that. The musical, uh, just like the musical juices are still flowing 13 tracks deep into a double album. And the way that this sets up all along the watchtower is very unique. That if you took yeah, this apart from all along the watchtower, like just knowing what's coming next, it's just a fun little thing you have to get through and you appreciate it rather than having to slog yeah. through it. Does that make sense? Right. That, uh, that you kind of appreciate no, no, that I these agree. songs yeah. go together. Yeah, and, and, and again, Actually, and they, they're both very yeah. kind of, if you want to call them like Vietnam War era songs. Uh, I guess House Burning Down had to do with, because uh, I mean, this album came out in the wake of of uh, Martin Luther King getting assassinated. And I guess, yeah, this was Jimmy reflecting on uh, like the, all of the rioting and kind of burning down of neighborhoods mm-hmm. and kind of reflecting like, what are we, we need to kind of get back to the, yeah, back to the center. I think that was kind of the, uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of great soloing on here. Um, they come in at 212. Can you pull that up? Yeah. Yeah. The guy has so much to say, he can just it's talk with himself. Cool <laughs> yeah, it's got that call, call and response himself. thing, but it, but it's not, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, very much kind of, and it has that, it, it, it does have that 68 feel to it, but it sounds like that's what it needs to be because of the topic. Yeah, like it, it makes you, it takes you, even if you weren't there, it, it makes you think that. You can kind of close your eyes and like, yeah, okay, it's got, it smells, it's got that, like, uh, 
in particular on the next one that we'll be getting to momentarily. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably is the definitive version sure. of that of time and place. <laughs> all right, so yeah, let's move on to all along the watchtower. Um, can't remember if this is his most popular song or not on Spotify, but it wouldn't surprise me. And we're gonna start this right from the top. <laughs> Some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there to drink my wine Plow man funny you can almost smell the uh, the battlefields of the vietnam war on this one i mean this is one of those you know one of those moments yeah where you, you just think if there's songs that are the soundtrack to an era mm-hmm. yeah it's this i mean i yeah even whenever even when you think of like some vietnam related movies i mean the song is typically in there somewhere it's in the yeah, trailer it just has that uh, <laughs> at least right um uh you know it's funny just reading it because yeah again this is a bob dylan cover mm-hmm. uh, reading up on the original the one thing I was kind of bummed about, because again, this the song has such a, it's taken on such a life of its own as far as it's almost a myth at this point, or uh, it's got this mythic quality to it. That uh, supposedly it was Bob Dylan talking about just uh, his relationship with his label and just how irritated he was with them, like getting involved in his business, which I thought was kind of a little bit of a. Well, I was I was hoping for a little bit more of a yeah, kind of a deeper. <laughs> Chris is uh, peeling little, back the layers, and he just finds like some simple, stupid reason, like for all this to yeah, exist. Yeah, it's <laughs> Ooh, what's under here? And it just like yeah, there was there was something on Saint Anger. There was a song like that where it was just about like industry politics or something like that. Just like an artist, uh, but here because again, but again because Bob Dylan was such a wordsmith and kind of yeah, that you don't really know that it just yeah, has this real kind of epic quality uh, quality to it, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is probably one of the few moments as far, or, well, not that it hasn't been done before. Maybe, I don't know if you want to see Van Halen doing You Really Got Me, was them making that their own. I think here, though, in particular, I think this is an artist covering a song and making it their own, probably even more than any other. Because uh, again, up until the, uh, as a young kid, I mean, I never, I always thought this was a Jimmy song. I mean, up until, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a couple of years ago, where it's like, oh, it's Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, you, you, again, you listen to the Bob Dylan version; it's very much kind of it's got that folky quality to it. Uh, uh, and uh, but here, it just it it has it has a life of its own. I mean, you can't really compare it to anything. Yeah, you can't you can't really hear it in any other context, but how it, it's presented here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what kind of made me laugh about uh, again in the uh, in the classic albums uh, special, where I guess I don't know if that was just because of Noel's relationship with the rest of the band, where I guess he hated this song and the the rendition. And he had to rub it in, and I like the Dylan version better. I'm like, starting okay. to <laughs> just, uh, I've had enough yeah. of Noel, and not like we're going to get more of him, but <laughs> he, there always there comes a time in every discography and the light the light the sky experience where you end up just having enough of the man. And 
Uh, th- this well, he, song, well, he did get the gig. I'll, I'll go, yeah, yeah, he did get. Yeah, yeah I'll go completely different way with this song and just say yeah. that <laughs> this song is great for its simplicity and the. We've talked about all of the different styles of music, all of the different, um, you know, modes used, or all of the different. Uh, I mean, just to have like a pentatonic, just three chord, straightforward driving. You wouldn't call us a rocker, but just high energy, just just pushing to its conclusion to have that song on this record. It's like, it's, it's, that was what was missing. It's a, you realize 16 songs into it. This, I, I love that it's buried deep on this because we've had yeah. the comp, like the many moods of Jenny, Jimi Hendrix. We've had all of them. And now we've had just that, that this piece, this is the missing piece. And it just really makes this record to me. It really makes it sing at a nine. That's I, I'm I'm sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't care if oh, you're not into the psychedelics. <laughs> They're all necessary components yeah. of one of the my most diverse records. This side of Queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, I, you know what oh, I ahead. think? Oh, go ahead. No, I was, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say my my favorite so- part of this song that I think really sells it is not his guitar not the drumming not the group as as much as that stuff makes it and much as good as that is it's the yeah, singing it's pretty good and mark you talked about it a little bit on 1983 but when he can just sell you on a song with his singing and that that's really kind of impressive because everybody knows the guitar hero jimmy but um, the man had some pipes yeah. when he needed to use them. Right. Mentioned to I us in the chat uh, from all uh, along the watch are appearing in a Bronx tale. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't, I haven't seen that. But, uh, De Niro and uh, Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, his and, directorial debut. Yeah, that's great. Um, um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. One, th- uh, one other thing as far as, I mean, this is probably is going back to a definitive guitar moment on here. We got, yeah, his vocal is definitely one of the high points. Uh, but, yeah, the... Uh, this part of the song always reminded me. I mean, if there could be a theme to the late '60s, a theme song, or even a 30-second bit, it's at 1:43. Kevin, if you could play that, we all know it, but it's just you got to point it out. Yeah, yeah. So smooth. Yeah. Let, let, it, let it keep going. I just want to hear that. Uh, I know it's. Uh, yeah. 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 The guy can't stop coming up with new yeah. ways to solo. Yeah. There we go. Tasteful lot. Yeah. <laughs> There we go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just... Oh. All right, yeah. Oh, then here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a... What, what, yeah, if there, if there was a moment, like, if, if you want... And I'm sure it's been done yeah, as far as just a 60s kind of... Yeah, if you want it, as far as if you have a montage of scenes and you want a, a song to push that, those scenes to give them life, yeah, you play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it just has that 
Yeah. I think it's one of those songs that maybe you could argue that it's overplayed, but it's just ubiquitous and how it, how it's just, it's hard to argue, argue against it. It it really is. It's just that the kind of thing that they had to know, I mean, does it rank uh, when it comes to cover songs and best interpretations of them? Um, It's, it's gotta be on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Most influential car or most, uh, you know, covers that people did the most with, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close this out then. Voodoo Child. Slight return. Yes, we have added the D back in there. So Kevin is not confused to <laughs> pronounce this one. But let's start this one at 30 seconds. Kevin, you were looking for the rack. Here's the rack. Yeah, that, track that, 16. That, 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 Isn't that, that cool, is though, that he opened up with the soft mood, and then he went to the soul, and then he went to the jam and the crosstown traffic, and we have a few psychedelic bits, and we have some deep cuts, and we have some, uh, you know, 1983, the spaghetti western. We have some Prague. We have some proto yes. We have a straightforward, uh, we had some pop, we had just a straightforward rocker or a straightforward just, you know, masterpiece all along the watchtower. And then we get the rock. He saved it for last. Yeah, this is. Yeah, but how much cooler? Come on. You put this song on and you just, you just know, you just know it's just cool. And you had to slog Why that to get to, here. Why do you have to start like, with it though? It's, it's just, you don't have to start with it. Just give me more of it. It's just cooler. That's what it is. And I know that everybody feels it in this group because you're all bobbing along when the song was playing, man. Man, is that mm-hmm. cool. Is, yeah, this is... That is cool. You don't have to dive deep for some kind of explanation about what mood he's in. No, it's just darn cool, and the sounds coming out of the speakers are just cool <laughs> and make you want to move. And that's, that's, that's what I want. And what a way to open up as far as probably one of my all-time favorite verses. I mean, if there was ever like a main boss... Alpha confidence. It's the final line. boss. That's what this. Yeah. Well, I stand up next to a mountain. Yeah, and I, love it, and I chop it down with the edge of my hand. That is that is a guy who is in control of yeah, yeah of his surroundings. What a. And then I love you. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, just this whole, yeah. And then I pick up the pieces and make an island. I don't know. It just it just sounds yeah. There's just such 
muscle in there. And, and here is a big <laughs> credit to the guy, almost a triple threat here. As a singer, very good. As a guitar player, a legend. And as a lyricist, not bad. Overall, yeah, that's a, not a yeah. whole lot of cheese, considering that yeah. he wrote most of the material. Yeah. For the most, I, I mean, mean I, that's I, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you can, what the thing you can knock him for most is probably the hippy dippy on Axis. You know, Noel contributes to some of that. Well, yeah, some of that. Day, yeah, that's lame. But yeah, some of yeah. I mean, yeah. If if yeah. anything, he had a problem with meandering sometimes, where he kind of just. Uh, yeah, it kind of went off, and sometimes it was like, okay, he was probably okay, probably just dropped acid or something, and okay, now we got to get through. <laughs> now we got to get through that. We got to we got to get through some of that. Yeah, and then but then it comes back, and but yeah, this is not one of those moments. Yeah, this is again, this is big boy boss music. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somehow it sounds heavier than it does. I think this is still just an E, and he's not afraid to drop two in the guitar, but uh, this is just a really heavy sound. Yeah, he was. He's got a very yeah, sonorous a, sound yeah. in E. Yeah, this this is yeah. He is the guy who showed you as far as an amp i mean that was not designed to do this mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what happens when you turn it up yeah all the way and then you pull and you plug a strat into mm-hmm. it and you turn it upside the strat upside yeah. down and you just hit it oh it's like oh this can do that yeah. okay and that's why that amp is still yeah, being reissued and, and yeah. maybe this is more for the rap discussion but maybe this guy is a you know they, they all work together the lyrics the vocals and the uh the guitar because you know some of the lyrics that i think about like um you know, let Jimmy come over the red Rover thing. Like if I tried to do that, it would be so corny, but because the guy is, you know, just who he is, he can make it cool. Uh, so a song like this is just not, I mean, it's not anything that, uh, any of the blues guitarists couldn't do, but just coming from Jimmy makes it cool. It's it's, it's got, it's got, it's got a youthful kind of like you're in the peak of your, you're in your peak years. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't like, like you said, none of us could pull off, I mean, as a guy who's written the lyrics, I could never <laughs> make that mistake. Yeah, and, and maybe it's getting into a little too fangirl territory, but it, yeah. it's it's still. No, I I love this. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't just fill the record up with this stuff. It's that it just showed that he could write other stuff, and that he just didn't have to fall back on the hard rocker or the blues or whatever. So I appreciate yeah, it. It makes more. you appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You don't get you don't get burned out with it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like okay, yeah. Especially across a double album. If they had to do a double album, they had to do something different along the way. But we'll we'll see where Kevin goes with it on the love it or flush it, I guess. <laughs> uh, Kevin, who's right. high, did they have to do uh, a double album? I don't know. Who did cares? It's, it's it's no. Nobody's in making sixty eight. You never had double albums. Um, I guess you did sometimes. Uh, Beatles would do so, but uh, Hendrix. Um, yeah, the white the white album was sixty eight. That was yeah. a double album. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So Kevin is his his lead is in danger. Uh, Chris needs to throw another seven for the buy at us, but uh, he's currently <laughs> leading with the Hendrix love surprisingly because Kevin's usually in the pits. Uh, when it comes to rating the greatest discographies of all time, but uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And uh, Chris, who gets the extra buy or terminate for this one? And well, we uh, shall see. Yeah, let's find out. All right, let's see. If, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, let's start out with a true or false. Um, all right, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones had randomly showed up while Jimmy and the band were recording all along the Watchtower, and ultimately recorded piano parts uh, uh, for the official track. True or false? Uh, I, I guess Uh-oh. I'll just oh, uh, go in with this. Um, I'm. It's probably a different member of the Rolling Stones. I'm just gonna go false. 
you're correct, uh, but you're, it's false for a different reason. He actually did play, uh, come in um, and started contributing to the record, but ultimately they didn't use his parts because he just couldn't get it, I guess. Okay. So he just ended up playing uh, per- some percussive moments on all along uh, all along the watchtower so he's there in the background but it wasn't piano i figured there was some kind uh, of muddy waters connection because rolling stones yeah. being very yeah. influenced oh, yeah, by being, that yeah, yeah. So but there would but yeah, he uh, was, the problem would made sense but well i I'll right take the win so you got you will yeah <laughs> all right um okay um let's see uh, okay, that one I actually already gave away. That one. Um, all right, true or false? Um, Noel reluctantly played bass on Rainy Day, even though, like with All Along the Watchtower, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. He played bass, but he didn't oh, like I'll, it. Rephrase I'll, it, please. Hold on, let, let, let me repeat yeah. it, yeah. Noel reluctantly played bass on Rainy Day, even though, like with All Along the Watchtower, he didn't like it. True or false? Mark going in. I was. About uh, to I believe it's false. I don't think he played on Rainy Day. I think that was all Hendrix. Wow, you are correct. Uh, but no, he uh, Hendrix did not play bass. Uh, they had a um, uh, just a friend uh, or a session player that he brought in. A uh, friend to, play was, bass. <laughs> Come play bass well, on yeah, my I, album. Yeah, I don't know. His name is Mike Finnegan. Yeah. I, I think he was just a session player that happened to be in Jimmy's. Uh, just somebody that he was hanging out with. Uh, but uh, it was bass keyboards. Actually, it was okay. not a bass guitar. Uh, but yeah, Mark, you get it. Yeah, like you're you're getting oh, you're getting two, these all by default. Yeah, they're not like they're kind of like. A, I, I kind of yeah, know the facts. You, you know, you you know, you know it was false, but not for why it was false. I don't. I'm know. just gonna <laughs> yeah. just say false next time. Like, you figure it out. All right. Um, okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, Jimmy actually pulled out a kazoo for crosstown traffic. True or false? Ah, uh, come on, I got this. Uh, he like he didn't pull out a kazoo like he didn't get it from the store and pull out a kazoo he made a kazoo so okay uh, i mean like what we'll I'll, I'll call that false wait okay you're right yeah okay, okay. All right, it false. was actually okay yeah no, I'll, I'll give that one to you it wasn't jimmy was no, it, it? no it was jimmy but he was playing a comb with uh, cellophane yeah, on it it wasn't a kazoo one. yeah so mark gets it ding 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 Mark for the oh, win. I just Went cleaned for the up yeah. that one. Uh, and I will appreciate... And all for the wrong <laughs> took, took all the pressure off of Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got the last one totally right. Yeah, you did, yeah. Kind of. All right, let's like finish all you, all, you, all you need is the, fall, you need is the yeah. true or false. I mean, I, I, I can always help with the... Yeah, yeah, you can help with, <laughs> with the rest of the detail. Yeah. And now, love it or flush it. Okay, love it or flush it time tonight. Sponsored by who should be our sponsor tonight? Which company is going to reluctantly, unknowingly sponsor um, love it or flush it? Some cheese company. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the order tonight chili. is myself, Chef Mark. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Yeah. <laughs> Myself, Mark, and Chris uh, for the order. Oh, great. I get to set the tone going first. Um, and, of course, what? Two buys, two terminates we have to use, plus a love and a bunch of flushes. Uh, so we're starting with And the Gods Made Love. Well... <laughs> 
Starting it off with the flush. Mark. Yeah, I'll keep it around. I, I, I don't love it, but I, I think it's a uh, an adequate opener and f- has to be tied to the next song. Okay. Chris? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a love just by default, yeah, because it's connected to the... Yeah, I mean, if it was just this and then crossed on traffic, yeah, that would have been a disaster, but luckily... Uh, uh, have you ever been? We're dealing with Jimmy here. Uh, um, yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. No, I no, I, I was saying yeah. if yeah, if there was no electric, uh, have you ever been to? Uh, yeah, then yeah, the first one wouldn't have worked at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need those two. All tied yeah. up at sixty eight percent. It's a three way tie. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Well, track two. Have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna keep this one around, even though I'm not a big fan of the placement. It's really yeah, not. Kevin, a Kevin, song. Kevin's not uh, a player. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so he's not. He's not gonna relate to Electric Ladyland. No. <laughs> oh, I, see, I see what's going on. Um, Mark, how are you with Electric Ladyland? Have um, you ever been? I I, I almost want to buy it. Um, you got three if you so choose no I'm just gonna give this one a big love okay. oh man Chris uh, yep. uh, nope. he put it yeah. in the vote Chris goes stands, back yeah. all the time on his <laughs> buys yeah okay well I guess you can change it well yeah what do you so what do you want to do what do you want to do Mark I'll yeah, give we'll, it a, yeah, I'll stick real. with the love I'll stick with the okay love. oh you almost said all right, the, okay uh, you got another big love for me yeah just uh it sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Crosstown traffic. Well, you know what? I think this represents uh, my favorite parts of this record. And I think that this is the maturity coming together uh, in one of its best forms here. So I'm going to give this the pie. Well purchased. Uh, I give this a big love. Very enjoyable. Okay. Chris, what do you uh, think? Yeah, another huge love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to the 15-minute jam. <laughs> Voodoo. Child. Does he have enough dynamite um, <laughs> to blow up all 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been stuck. I've been stockpiling it. So there. Get out the plunger. Oh, okay. There goes oh. the T. <laughs> what a diverse opening. Flush love by Terme. He doesn't know what to make of this. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Uh, maybe uh, Noel help it out on the next song. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Uh, I have to give this one a an appreciative love. Okay. Not that I would go back right, and listen Chris. to this, just but I have to same, appreciate yeah, the moment. Him. What do you think about the pot of chili, Chris? Uh, I I'm, I'm digging the uh, the uh, the child. No, no. <laughs> just just to be nostalgic yeah we'll go with voodoo chili yeah just because yeah that's what for 20 years yeah that's what i thought it was why not uh never yeah. never i'm actually bothering to actually look it up um but yeah another uh what did you call it marco what kind of love a uh an appreciative love an appreciative love okay yeah that's what i'll do yeah okay well moving on to mr redding uh little miss strange I was scrolling through just a few seconds ago, wondering what I was going to use my second Terminate on. And honestly, I don't think there's anything worse on this album than this song. It's out of here. I know that's two T's in a row. 
but I feel totally fine with that. Uh, Mark, what are you You doing? know, I'm, I'm kind of hovering between a T or an F. Uh, this one does. The only thing keeping this from a T is that it sticks in my head way longer than yeah. it should. But I also agree with, well, you know what? But you already have a Noel song on the other album. Flush. So. I'll flush it. I will okay. not yeah, terminate it from existence. All right, Chris. What do I want to do with it? Maybe a buy. No, gonna... Maybe a buy. Yeah, I, w- I was all ready to <laughs> kill this. Uh, I might have to pull out the. Do I want to pull out the plunger? Like I said, I, I was already like, okay, this is out of here. And then, like I told you, like a few nights ago, it was just, just have dancing around in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give it a light squeeze for because I like the music. Oh, yeah. light squeeze! Yeah. This song yeah. is on an upward oh. trend. Yeah, I, all I have to say is that Chris ashes. is winning the Hendrix he Love. Yeah, did, I, did, that, did that did that did that bump me into the? Uh, you are the leader by, by a quarter of a point. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just get over that shock and move on to long hot summer nights. It's me. You know, I, I kind of remember this one, and my notes are positive. I'm going to give this a, a stock love. This uh, one will get a love uh, simply for the intro alone. Oh, yeah, that intro. Okay, it's coming yeah, back to me. That's, Chris. That, that's the part that kind of hooks it for me, because I have a hard time remembering the rest of it, but that, that riff is so, yeah, it's just so great. So, yeah, I got to give it a It's I gotta give unflushable. It a love. It's too big yeah. for the hole. Okay. You're not going to yeah. be able to get <laughs> yeah, there it. There you go. It just wouldn't. It, it's not possible. You looked at it. You looked at the toilet. <laughs> I can't it wasn't stop the there. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Come On, Let the Good Times Roll, the cover song. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep this one around because I gave the big T to the other blues jam so far on the album. This song can stay. It's really not bad. It really begs uh, the question. I didn't think about it earlier. Where's Come On Part Two? You can't leave us hanging with Part One. Am I missing it? Uh, is this a UK US <laughs> track thing that is all over this uh, discography? But anyway, this is the song that I normally would flush, but because it's the only straight blues on the album, like in terms of just like a song blues rather than a jam blues, I want to keep it around just for sake of diversity. Give it a love. A light squeeze, okay. maybe. All right, Chris. All right. Uh, you letting the good times yeah, roll? Uh, I'm going to yeah, keep it rolling. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. uh, I love you. I, I just love the harder, <laughs> yeah, the harder edge. It's got, yeah, just that kind of pumping, yeah, yeah. feel to it. So, All right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Gypsy Eyes, uh, the 40 takes. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there, there's your band name, Gypsy Eyes and the 40 there takes. There we go. Um, I'm going to keep this one around, actually. I kind of liked this one. Uh, very nice guitar tones. Didn't mind the chorus. Uh, Mark? Um, I mean, I, I did enjoy the guitar work on it. Yeah. I'm almost feeling like I have to flush this one, though. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't stand out as much as the rest. Maybe somebody is going to go find me and show up at my front door for flushing gypsy eyes, but so be it. With a nice big bat. (laughs) There it goes. There it goes. Go fetch it. 
finally happened. Uh, Chris. Uh, is, is Mark going to have his Nancy Kerrigan moment? Going to get a uh, pipe to the leg? <laughs> Why? Are you <laughs> buying this one? Jeez. No, I'm not buying it. Um, but uh, I do, yeah, the uh, the chorus notwithstanding, the rest of the guitar work is is awesome. And so I got to keep it around. So I got to give it a love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, is that right, one well, a Noel Free song? Because to... maybe I do love it. Is that one of those Noel Free songs? <laughs> <laughs> I like when Noel doesn't participate. Starting to like songs just because guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check that out. It doesn't say. All right. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, if you find out later, I'll give you a pass. Just uh, to pile on Noel. Um, let's move on to Burning of the Midnight Lamp, the harpis- harpsichord. I believe mm-hmm. this is that one. Boo doo 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 doo. Um, I'm keeping this one around. Kevin, like you got this four one. in a row I, of keeping I hope... this one around. <laughs> I know, but I honestly well, what does did that like mean? Is that one. a light squeeze? Yeah. Is it a love, or is it just a? Yeah. No, this is a love. Okay. This is a genuine love. Uh, same with Gypsy Eyes, actually. Genuine love for both of those. Uh, I hope I convinced Chris. Actually, this is probably my maybe my most impassioned moment of the album. But yeah, well, I'm going to take that and crank it up a little bit. Big love for this song. Something that should not work, okay. but does. It, it's a, and you know what? It's unique mm-hmm. to the album. Now I feel guilty about doing this because I get there's no, so nobody much. Nobody convinced him. <laughs> it's going to be the team. Yeah, the, it, no, it, no it, it is such a, because he never made anything else like this, but I just, it always just never set well with me. I mean, it, I felt like he was trying to do something really. I mean, because again, combining classical music and. Uh, and uh, Phil Spector's wall of sound and all these and just showing what kind of yeah, that he could play. Cause I guess, yeah, Jimmy did play those like harpsichord effect sounds on here. I mean, that was him. Uh, so yeah. it's like, Oh God, but I just, I just, it just never, uh, I do. There's just too much. I don't like about it. Just how it hits the ear. So I gotta, I gotta flush it. Yeah. I wouldn't miss. Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to maybe on like an extended version to, to go back to like Kevin said, there are songs where you can move that. Uh, but again, it is unique, but it's just not something that I, that I, this is always the one I kind of s- tried to skipped over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, opening up, uh, the seaside. <laughs> hey man, you forgot to flush. <laughs> no, I didn't. This one's getting man. rainy day. Dream away. Keep dreaming. Mark. Is this is this is this a null one? Is this the one where he played acoustic? No, no, this is the, the session, session player, player, isn't it? Uh, this is the one of the Steve Vai bits. Uh, I'll keep it around just yeah. for that. It has some interesting this, guitar. This one, this one has the sax. On. It has the saxophone on it too, no, right? I think that's the other one. No, no, that's this okay. one. You know, this is the cough. (laughs) Hey, man, it's raining Uh, outside. It is. Oh yeah. Well, let's just groove. Wow, you really know this song for something that you just stuffed down the toilet. Um, Well, (laughs) yeah. Oh, oh, that it was. It was a malicious stuff down the toilet because I didn't have a. You know, it's funny. Like I should probably get rid of this just because going back in my notes uh it's gonna be a y- light you know what's funny this is with the one song i was looking over my notes i'm like i don't see it i forgot to write notes for this <laughs> so but i but when you played that club i'm like okay i did kind of like that but i don't remember you know what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make this your morning alarm chris so you, <laughs> you, you get wake to up to that creepy sound of hendrix 
hey man <laughs> it, it's right. Right, I'm gonna, you know what I'll, I'll give this a, a light squeeze not yeah, he's still yeah. I know yeah oh okay well let's move on 1983 a merman I should turn to be I really 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 want to get rid of this but I can't do it um, the clips that we played ended up being better than I remembered. I think Mark and Chris had some good points. And honestly, I'd feel bad getting rid of both songs. I think you need uh, some representation of a long song on this. And I'm more inclined to put this song. It's more interesting, less jammy. So, yes, give mark me down for a love. In terms okay. of my film, this is the piece, the big battle at the end, the, not the end, but like the big battle you've been waiting for, the magnum opus, the grand scene that where all the money is spent uh, on making it look as good as possible. Uh, so this is going to be a buy from me. You know, you, okay. you know what? Yes. I have a, di- I have a I, dilemma. Um, I'm trying to, it's got to as far as because I, I don't think I've terminated anything, right? Nope. You gotta do two. No. Yeah, the problem is, yeah, do I want you know, it's <laughs> like the, with the reins, do I wanna I mean there's two contenders yeah, coming up. Yeah, with the reins, yeah, do I do I get rid of because I don't think you could do like that that little weird like thir- 30 second thing into house burning down. I don't think that would I don't think that would work. So it's like do I keep one of the reins? No, the, the thirty second thing is after this. No, I part. know that. I'm trying to think as far as like if I terminated both the raining songs and kept I don't think that would I don't know if that would why don't you why don't you terminate moon turn the tides and still raining still dreaming yeah I guess like and this is again this is me looking at the at the flow of the album yeah do I yeah because it's like okay yeah just as far as do I do I do I terminate moon the, the moon whatever the moon song yeah just because <laughs> it's something I'm not just just as a casual listener, or do I keep it around just to keep kind of the flow of the album going? Like I have to look. Okay, what am I? How am I going to? Yeah, how, how am I judging this moment? Um, oh boy, yeah, this is. I just hope this is leading up to yeah, a tease for nineteen eighty three. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's not gonna. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, so gonna... all right, okay, so what what are we doing on nineteen? Right, I'm buying that one because it's it, one of my it's one okay, it, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, what do I do with the? Uh... You, you, you know I what? Press, okay, okay you know what? You... Hell with it. Okay, well. Yeah, wait, right. wait, wait, Have wait, wait. Well, I'll let you think for a second because I'm flushing. Moon okay. Turn the tides gently, gently away. Um. That was easy for me. I don't need a sound effect. Mark. Terminate. I don't know why this just can't end with 1983. Really don't know okay. why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. This, Chris. Oh, now all right. I guess I'm going to embrace my casual music fan. Okay. I'm going to. All right. I'm going to terminate the reins. And I'm going to key. I'm, I'm going to flush the moon. <laughs> okay. So. Let's, so, so we can so we can get so it's a retroactive yeah, terminate so for a rainy day yeah, so we can get, yeah. and this is the flush for moon turn the tides. Okay, so it's on to me with still raining, still dreaming. Honestly, not much better. Less coughing, but that doesn't save it from the flush. So uh, second Mark. terminate, cue it up. Still raining. And this is Chris's tea. 
got a little yeah, well, weird. Like I said, I, we didn't think much of Jimmy's little anecdote. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if that messes the flow of the album, because I think just, again, I think maybe just from an album, pers- album perspective, I think at least one or one of those needs to be there. But I, Somehow I have a feeling it'll work yeah, but out. I, I, like I, I, but, uh, but, again, but again, the casual... <laughs> listener and me like i didn't go back to those songs yeah like again i'm oh, i'm, I'm looking yeah. more uh, like like a like an, trying to intellectualize it which isn't working so <laughs> sure uh house burning down third to last track this one was a surprise i was not expecting this song to be as good as it was so give it a love for me mark also a big love massive stocks on the rise mm-hmm same thing Chris. with me, yeah. See, yeah, ditto. <laughs> okay, and the famous track "All Along the Watchtower." Uh, I can't do anything to this song, uh, but I could. Don't I? I do One believe I buy. have a buy in my pocket. I have a buy in my pocket. Do the token, yeah. Which one? You're right, you Chris. Go. Cue the yeah. token. I'm not going to buy Voodoo Child because uh, I think it is kind of like uh, early earlier material. Not that it's bad. I love it. But this probably, uh, again, demonstrates where he's at in this moment. So all along your watch hour gets the buy from me. Uh, I am not using reasoning of music to determine this. I am using it as a flow in my film. Uh, if you have the 1983 being your uh, your epic climax, this is the release of that, of that just kind of the stillness after the battle, calm after the storm, moment you know is coming and it's finally here. And I'm describing like three different things, but it could work three different ways because it is that good of a song. So ring it up for a bye. All right. Chris? Uh, yeah, enormous love. Um, it's... What else haven't we said about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it's the sixties. Yeah, right. Point. And for yeah. still over four minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, the last song, the last studio album track for Jimi Hendrix, "Voodoo Child," slight return. I will say, massive closer. Yeah, he's been pretty good. solid on the closers overall. And so this, uh, probably, if I had a third buy, this definitely would have been it. What a song. Um, huge love for me. Mark. Also, another buy. This is the credits song. I knew it's you were going to say that. Credit song. I knew And you, you know what? That. The discography started off with two buys. It ends with two buys. There you go. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, this will be my second buy. Yeah, what? Tell us. Yeah, I can't say enough about it yeah which i have already i don't think you need really an explanation at this point yeah that closes out hendrix a fun discography a short and sweet discography and don't fear we have not forgotten the live material we're gonna take a week or two uh we're because alex is still on break um on tour so we will go and hang out uh you know spend some time with Jimi hendrix live evaluate that material see what it adds to hey, it hey, and Mar- then we hey, Mar- yeah uh one question i know it's where on on certain websites it is considered an official studio release on others it's yeah, it's not included but the cry of love it was the first posthumous album after like a year after he died of original material I don't know if that might make an interesting discussion just to see 
as far as whether it should have gone out, should have not gone out. I, I looked at it. There are a few songs on there I really like, um, but it's up to you. I don't know if we should spend a uh, an episode talking about it. You can, I don't know if you want to take a look or if you two want to look at it. Well, we can decide um, still. Uh, I guess the, yeah. my yeah. initial thought is that we can talk about it in a wrap episode that covers okay. Hendrix, that okay. covers the live material. We'll listen to that. Right. Okay. We'll just cover all the material okay. that is not on the yeah. famed studio, three studio records that are... Yeah, 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 as far as in his lifetime, yeah, it's these three. Yeah, uh, and, but, you know what? Maybe uh, we'll yeah, pull yeah. some songs. Does Kevin have it on the ready uh, on the uh, in the queue so that if we need to pull something from that we can play it we can give it some appreciation mm-hmm. because i think that is a you know it, it's not enough just to cover these tracks and to say well we covered hendrix we got to give the rest yeah. of it a spin yeah. so that's yeah. what we'll be doing next time sure. to close out hendrix it'll be a fun episode if you made it this far why not stick around for the rest of it uh we will be closing out hendrix experience with the rap episode some live talk and uh, of course live streaming on twitch feel free to join in so you can argue with us live always fun thanks to the commenters in the chat uh and thanks to everyone for listening we will see you next time with jimmy hendrix experience closing out the show good night